I'm now going to interview Chris Bartram of Orchard Street Investment Management, who has managed our property funds for the past 18 months. Property is an area that tends to get a lot of media attention, so I'm particularly interested in the insights Chris is going to share with us today. Chris, firstly, can you update us on the evolution of the portfolios that you inherited in 2011? What principal changes have you made? We started the mandate with quite a lot of cash in the portfolios, and that gave us a first-class opportunity to rebalance and invest in what we believe will be properties that give outperformance to the funds on a sustained basis. So specifically, we've rebalanced by adding some first-class investments in London and some first-class retail park investments to both funds. And and geographically speaking, um, how do you see prospects for the rest of the country compared to London and the South East in respect to the properties that you've been acquiring? I think this is an important perspective to the whole property investment management uh, discipline these days. London has a sustained and ongoing prominence in investment markets. But in retail in particular, there are other shining lights in the UK. And we've invested in particular in in the West Country, in Edinburgh, in Aberdeen, as well as in central London over the last 18 months. So, Chris, you were talking about the cash in the portfolios. How have you invested that from a sector perspective? Well, we've concentrated on building the retail park side of the portfolio because we believe good prospects exist in vibrant economies for retail parks. That has occupied quite a large proportion of the cash, with the other major component being in very good quality uh, central London office investments in both the West End and the city. And in spite of the cash, have you, have you taken opportunity to make disposals from, from existing holdings in the portfolio? Yes. In summary terms, we have acquired about £320 million worth of property, and we have sold about £85 million. The sales were uh, minority interests in a few joint ventures which were in the portfolio, as well as some single-leased, relatively short-term industrial and warehouse properties, which we felt would deteriorate in value over the next few years. And some people say that running larger funds, particularly in the equity and the bond markets, can be more difficult. In the case of property, my understanding is that actually being able to buy bigger lot sizes is sometimes helpful. Can you, can you help our listeners understand the benefits of buying bigger lot sizes? Absolutely. These funds are not large by institutional standards, but they are of a size that allows a, a fully developed investment management approach. We've increased the average lot size from about $14 million to, uh, across the board to about 17 million, which means that we can buy the sort of assets that we prefer being multi-income stream properties. That means that when one tenant goes wrong, you haven't lost the entire income from the property, you've lost that proportion of the income. And on the other hand, when you get a good letting or a good rent review settlement with one tenant, the beneficial effects of that flow across the whole property and promote value. So it is more sustainable and it is more manageable in the sense of being to extract performance above par from the assets. And the assets that we seek are those that give us those opportunities. And in terms of income yield, in a world where inflation is potentially going to be a bigger threat to client portfolios going forward, what what sort of income yield do you think that um, clients should expect from this portfolio? And, and, And do you think that property as an asset class should provide a protection against inflation? Well, to take the last part of that first, the lessons of history are that property does provide a good protection against inflation, although there is a lag effect, which it's quite fashionable to talk about these days. Nevertheless, the value of real assets which are fit for purpose 
right price, right location and right quality, in the end responds to inflationary pressure in, in, a, in a reasonably matched manner. What you can expect from property in income terms is a yield in the sixes. At the moment, the portfolios yield between 6.3 and 6.4%, which is a good premium to any other asset class. And you can expect modest growth on top of that over the next two or three years. We've written pieces for St. James Place recently talking about spring and sunshine in the distance. And, and we honestly do believe that the prospects for growth from those income levels of 6% plus is real and that if you do own the right sort of properties because there is so little construction going on and so many barriers to people you know, bringing new properties into commission there will be really quite interesting growth to come over the next two or three years and we are forecasting therefore that we will see between 7 and 8% total returns over the next two to three years. And we would all love to see the, the onset of uh, an economic spring, but, but clearly corporate bankruptcies and particularly retail closures have been in the news a lot. I was thinking of I- examples like Jessup's, the, the camera retailer. How do events like that impact on the running of the portfolio? Well, obviously, if, if there are significant uh, bankruptcies in the occupier base, then you know, we will have voids that increase as a result. Actually, we've suffered pretty minimally from the current wave of bankruptcies and and the occupancy rate in the life and pensions portfolios has risen from 90% to to more than 95% in the last 18 months and in the property unit trust it's remained at around 98% throughout our tenure. So where we have suffered tenant failure we have either been able to relet or it has been pretty slight and we have had in most cases, another plan for the property which we've been able to accelerate. And is that true across the UK? I, I was thinking of um, some of the more difficult assets in the portfolio, for example, the, the Wellgate Shopping Centre in Dundee. Yes, Wellgate is a, is a uh, shining example, if you will, of where a lot of things have gone wrong. It was a shopping centre secondary in the town, which, which happened to have most of the retailers in it who have been in the news for, for going wrong in the last 18 months. But moving on, what we've been able to do because of that is to bring forward the plan, which we're now discussing with the uh, City Council, to revive and change the use of a large part of that centre, which I think gives now the foundation for some pretty exciting growth from, from that asset over the next three to four years. In spite of the fact that when uh, you took on the portfolios and acquired that asset, it looked uh, looked like a problem child. It was a problem child, uh, to be honest, and the value has gone down almost immediately that we arrived. Retailers did start to fall away, and, and consequently the value has fallen. It's now stabilised. So, not a great start. Now it, it is marked to market, and where we are now, we think we have a, a very interesting future for that asset. That's very encouraging. And we read about the influx of overseas buyers for property, both residential and commercial. Given that increased demand, how, how do you retain the portfolio management discipline to ensure you don't overpay for assets? Well, we have a process and an investment committee that doesn't easily sort of uh, outbid itself But it is a fact that when we're buying, particularly in London offices or in other London assets, we meet a whole variety of buyers, uh, many of whom are overseas, perhaps private as well, with different motivations and not the same short-term performance ambitions that we have for these funds. That means they can often pay more than we would for an asset, and it means 
also that uh, you know we, we haven't bought as much as we would have liked in central London as a result. We don't meet the same kind of competitors in buying retail parks outside London, but there the competition is mainly institutional, uh, and uh, there is no shortage of institutional buyers for these good assets that we seek to put into the fund. And finally, Chris, do you feel confident about the prospects for the, the, the property portfolios and, and therefore can you help us continue to instill confidence for, for our clients in these funds? Well, we feel very confident about these portfolios now. The result of the work we've done in repositioning, in selling some assets, it's less than 10% as a whole that we've sold. And with the special advantage we had to start with, with quite a lot of cash to invest, we've been able to reposition positively and we believe that the, the, the combination of the repositioned portfolios and the quality of the properties that we've been able to buy, together with what we're looking at now, which you know, should complete that buying mission, means that we will have uh, funds which, which should outperform for the medium to long term, but which will always require active management and the, and the approach that we adopt to squeeze value out of assets in the portfolio or sell them if they go ex-growth. Chris Bartram, thank you very much. Chris, thank you. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise, and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.